0: Now, The Greatest Story Never Told, with
1: Miles and thrift. Oh, yes. Welcome to episode number 25 of The Greatest Story Never Told. At the beginning of this, they said if you guys get 25 episodes in, it'll be a miracle. And they're absolutely right. Yeah, we we almost didn't make it. I
0: will tell you this, for the first time ever, and I rarely, rarely do this, hard to explain. Basically... We do what we do. When we're done, we're done. We move on, right? You just write, what's next, what's next? So last night, it's late at night. I admit that I got very, very, very high, Uh, and I put on a couple of episodes of this podcast to listen to what we actually do, because this might shock you. We never listen to what we do, because like I said, you do it, you move on. I laughed my ass off, but I also realized, and Mikey left that, we are like we are we're not okay people no. it's very normal but when i when i hear it's one thing to tell a story it's different when you kick back and you listen and even though i know the story i'm like what is wrong with
1: us the subject is how the hell how the hell guys i recently listened to the greatest story never told of new orleans i know you guys are incredibly awesome at your job but how in the hell do you still have a job after all that crap, your boss's boss's boss? Anyway, you guys are awesome. That from Jacoby, basically saying exactly what you're saying there, Steve. Yeah, well, you know, I, I responded to him, and I said, look,
0: in, 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 all, in all honesty, we have asked ourselves that question many times over the years, and, but there's an inherent truth to it. This is just how we are, right? So you get some people to show up at work, and they try to be difficult. We're not trying to be difficult. We just are who we are. This is how we operate. This is how we act. It is it's not what we know. To us. Yeah. And yes, as we get older and reflect on these things, we go, Jesus Christ, if our kids grow up to be like us, I'll kill them. But... But it's just truth. Sure. That's all.
1: Guys, uh, I finally managed to listen to the latest episodes of The Greatest Story Never Told. Guys, that episode about Thrill and the Coke Loogie, hilarious. <laughs> I was laughing so much I had tears in my eyes, and the music just made it ten times better. I want more stories from Thrill. No, no, no. Uh like that all the time. Thanks for the laughs. You guys are awesome. That from Samantha. By the way, as far as our Greatest Story Never Told podcast, there might have been a commercial at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah. They are not our official sponsors. Our official sponsor is you, the listener, for the first time in 25 episodes. We do not have anyone who's donated any money to the Fisher House to be our official sponsor. So this week, our official sponsor is, in fact, the Fisher House. Give it up for the back. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we're going to do something here on, uh, on episode 25 and, uh, and honestly give you some original content, believe it or not, as we have this story today. And it comes from porn star Asa Akira. And she I thought says, it was Asa. It's Asa, as in Asa. She has said she's going to donate uh, her Pornhub income to hospitals in New York City. And at the time, okay, well, it says a popular porn star has become the latest do-gooder in the the battle against the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Asa, who has 1.9 million followers. I'm not one of them. Wrote in an Instagram post, part of my Pornhub income this month will be donated to New York City hospitals. As an incentive to help right now, if you join, I will send you a personalized thank you video. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, and uh, all that money is going to uh, to uh, the hospitals in New York City. That is awesome. Uh, what a great idea. Here's the thing. It wasn't uh, too long ago that we had the chance to interview Asa Akira, 2016, and I did not know a lot about her because sure, I did not. Sure, sure. I'm not really into the adult entertainment world. He hits of, a different thumbnail of pornography. She's not
0: a l- large black woman. So, so I Miles said, wouldn't know. Uh,
1: I said, uh, Steve, should we do this interview with Asa Kira? I'm not familiar with this pornography, and he's like, Asa Akira, are you kidding me? I went, all right, it's a green light. So, yeah, I never heard of her, never even looked at videos of her before that, knew nothing about her, although she had enough material where she was writing a book. Yes. Okay, well, believe it or not, as far as uh, not knowing what you're getting into in an interview, Asa Akira is incredibly intelligent. She really is. She's smart, she's nice, she is bright, she is everything that you think couldn't be possible in someone in that industry who does what they do. Uh, and there have been a few times where, uh, what, what was the, the girl we had in who was from Montana? Dad was a doctor. Uh, wait, 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 that Playboy chick? No, no, she was a porn star. Remember, porn she was dating the guy. This was when we were in Baltimore. Dating, <sighs> She brought in the dog. She was dating the guy yeah, from- Yeah, who was that? She had a dog, right. She had, she had a she dog. She was da- dating like Evan Seinfeld. Ah!
0: Yeah, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, I- Ah, uh, Tara, something wasn't it? Tara uh, Patrick. Tara Patrick. Another incredibly intelligent. person. Because Evan Seinfeld kissed my ass.
1: Yeah, he biohazard, right?
0: Yeah, yeah he's just as racist. Right. Piece so, of so trash.
1: anyway, so we don't know anything about the porn industry at all, but we wanted to talk to Asa <laughs> yeah. about her new book that came out, and it was a great interview. She was very open. We aired the interview, and unfortunately, at that point in time, we had to bleep a lot of the content out. And if you did not hear like the first time, we did the interview. Here is a snip of basically how this thing. Was on the air on the radio. This is what you heard. This is this is it.
0: But the first thing we read in the book, and we're dying of laughter in the office because you're very frank and very candid. But Miles opens the book, and the first thing is the marble. We had to edit this part.
2: Oh yeah,
1: and we or m- multiple ones, maybe.
2: Yeah. Well, it's happened to me twice, <laughs> <laughs> which, and, and I don't even think I've learned my lesson because Obviously. I'm pretty sure. You, if, c- you know, if someone <laughs> came up to me right now with a check and told me to put them.
0: Yeah, you see what happens here, because she's been like, wearing- yeah. how right. much is the check? How much would it cost if they said, hey? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, but the whole interview had to be that way. Yeah, because one thing about her, you know, one thing about people in the porn industry, just say, whatever you think, take it out of there. They're very open, honest people for obvious reasons, sure. and she was a joy to talk to. Luckily, it was a pre-recorded interview, but as we're doing this interview, while it was great for us, we I remember Miles even saying, maybe we shouldn't play the interview because no one is going to hear anything. The problem was we'd already told people we were going to talk to her, and it might shock you, Mike. When you say you're going to talk to a porn star, uh, it is amazing how many people seem to get excited
1: They about do. It. And, and, you know, the weird thing about it is, too, is that as far as what we do, yeah, I mean, we, we, we get complaints on what we do, and we get no. people who say, like, why would you do this? Or why wouldn't you ever talk about the incident? They're which, assholes. Which, by the way, the incident is uh, episode number 26. We're getting to that. But they, they always say, like, why? you know, oh, I, I just can't think of a time where people were more pissed off about an interview that we've done in this interview. And the reason was was because so much of this interview was edited that people were furious. Like, why can't you play this? What is the deal? Like, we did the best we could. We aired what we could. And it was this line of, this is hysterical. The whole music's driving me nuts. All the comments but that came we in during had the to time. Do, look, again, we had made
0: the mistake of announcing the day before that, hey, on tomorrow's show, we're going to talk to Oslo Kira. And I mean... It blew up. Oh my god, guys, that's fantastic! So we'd already told you we pre-recorded it, and again, Miles was like, "This isn't worth playing on the air," and he was one hundred percent correct. The no, I didn't it wasn't was, worth it. I said no, it was no, just it was the content not was hear too anything. much. Yeah. The pro- but you were saying it wasn't worth playing once it's edited is the thing because everyone is going to hear exactly what they ended up complaining about. Miles nailed it. So look, we're going to play this thing, but it's all music. And I said, "Man, but we have to play something because we told people yesterday." that we're going to talk to her, and right. we did, and are excited. But this is the FCC uh, regulations.
1: This is the best we can do. And granted, she's an author at this point. Mm-hmm. She put a book out. She's fun to talk to and all that. And we l- legitimately had the conversation that we'd like to have if it wasn't for the fact that the FCC is there. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for the first time ever, What we're going to do is pick up on the point where we start talking about her book that was out. Keep in mind, she is donating all of her proceeds from Pornhub uh, to the hospitals in New York City. At this point in time, some, as you would say, Mike, four years ago, she released a book Uh, I don't believe we remember a lot of that conversation. I don't. But either way, we will leave you with this. On the 25th episode of The Greatest Story Never Told, you're actually going to hear the story that was never told. So we take you back in time, and we give you Asa Akira Unedited.
0: But the first thing we read in the book, and we're dying of laughter in the office, because you're very frank and very candid, but Miles opens the book, and the first thing is, the marble in your asshole. (laughs) Oh yeah, and we or m- multiple
2: ones, maybe. Yeah, well, it's happened to me twice, <laughs> which I, and I don't even think I've learned my lesson because Obviously. I'm pretty sure. Would you... If, you, know, if someone <laughs> came up to me right now with a check and told me to put a marble in my asshole, I'd probably do it. Wait, again. how
0: much is the check? How much would it cost if they said, hey,
2: "Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be my solo masturbation rate." <laughs> I, Wait, I'll... you have different rates for this? Oh yeah, okay. there's different Break it rate down for, for every sex act. Do you have
1: any nieces um, and nephews that you could just give marbles to over the holidays?
2: <laughs> well, in my defense, it wasn't just any old marble. It was like a little bit bigger than your. Oh, you know, what are your, your different rates for? Your average. For the, what marble. are the different rates so for it, the different it's sex? It's different sides? for everyone. I mean, when you first get into porn, you can't charge you know the premium because you're not known. You want to get your name out there, um, so you're, you know, you're not really. Like at that level yet. But then, you know, once you become a name and you're a name that companies can sell, sure. Um, then that's when you can charge more. And like an anal rate, for example, is, you know, can be up to like two or three times as much as your vaginal rate. Is that the, then is course, the
0: anal the most expensive, you think?
2: Um, no, because there's DP, which is the you double, know, double, double the action. Season. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you've and won. So the, bang you've bang won. Bang you've won
1: many awards for that. Actually,
0: <laughs> what are the most like? What are the different things? And then, like, what's the most expensive thing you charge for? What's the least expensive? So, if I said, "Look, I barely have any money," what's the least expensive thing?
2: The least expensive thing is probably a photo shoot. Okay. Um, th- there's not a lot of money in photos, um, just because like the magazine business is dying. Sure. And and you're not really doing anything. So let me like, guess. What's it, next? It's, Solo it's work. It's the most boring. I wish I could charge the most for that because it's the most boring. Um,
1: what if then, it's a photo and then probably
2: shoot? Probably softcore. What if it's a softcore, photo you don't shoot? Get a lot of money.
1: Uh, what mm-hmm. if you're on a photo shoot and the photographer is attractive? Does that count as work with your deal?
2: Uh, like as, as far, far as, as, as your husband's husband right. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think that would fall under "Don't ask, don't tell." Oh, <laughs> right.
1: he's got a gray hoodie on.
2: <laughs> I mean, a gray hoodie. It's, it's
0: over. So what? What is next in your price range? So we say, okay, I got enough to cover a photo shoot. I have a little more
2: money. I'm guessing so solo. Maybe like a perhaps like a soft core shoot, which means no penetration, just like making out. All right. Okay. Um, and then a masturbation shoot, and then probably above that is probably lesbian.
1: Yeah, um, there's not, good money in that. Anal. Believe me. So sure. DP is the top of the mountain.
2: Um, gangbang probably.
1: All right. So that's a that's a really DP, expensive it's scene.
2: More then. like every guy you add is like you know. How much bit. do you One charge
0: money. per guy? And then, is it, but wait, is it just that you charge more per guy? But, like, if you see a picture of the guy, like, that's the ugliest mofo I've ever he seen gets, in my He's got to be like, charged dude. double. <laughs> right. I mean, seriously, because
2: in the end, I'm I not think putting that's, that a, anywhere.
0: that's a fair thing to say, no. like, there's going to be six I, guys, but five of them are butt ugly. I mean, I honestly think you could charge more.
2: No, I mean, of course, like, every woman is entitled to charge however she pleases. Sure. Like, if that's the scale she wants to charge on, then go ahead personally, um, <laughs> I have the same rate for every guy. And if there's a guy I'm just not attracted to, he's just going to go on my no list.
1: Okay, Wow, <laughs> oh, okay, but, 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 that's but, even worse. But, but also, is there, has there been a time, though, where you were like, oh, man, I can't believe i got to have sex with this guy. Like, there's nobody oh, yeah. else in the world that I've, I, I would rather have sex with than this guy. Is that guy.
0: based on looks or, like, personality?
2: No, definitely personality. I'm really lucky, and I I think I'm perfect for porn because no matter what a guy looks like, I can pretty much find something I'm attracted to. Oh,
1: that's cool.
0: Um, You just made every man we know
1: so happy. Who are running out right now (laughs) to buy a gray hoodie.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but like, yeah, exactly. When all else fails, gray hoodie. Uh, um, But, I mean, I think that's what makes me perfect for the job. Um, But, you know, of course there have been times where I just don't vibe with the guy at all. So on my way home, you know, I'll call my, my porn agent and be like, I'm never working with that guy again. That guy's on my no list.
0: Does your porn agent want to be called a porn agent or just an agent? Mm.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. A lawyer. I'm not sure if who's are asked him that. He, <laughs> I mean, he's not a lawyer. It's, okay. it's, not, like, um, it's not like Hollywood where... Asians are, you know. I was has, man.
1: I was surprised in the book also that there's a shot that some guys do, and they put it right in their junk. Mm-hmm. What, what is that all about?
2: It's really rare, though. I, I, I mean, I don't want to make it seem like that's the norm. No, at but it, all. it just I blew mean, my mind when I read that. Viagra, that's the norm. Okay. Um, well, sure. like they're all on it. I was um, convinced
1: of that, but I'm glad to hear you say it.
2: Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like some, <laughs> some form of like whether it be Viagra or Cialis or whatever. Um no, they all definitely take some kind of enhancement. Does that, does that make but, you more
1: impressed with the old school guys from the day?
2: Oh, didn't yeah, have, Like the Peter Norths of the
1: world or the Ron Jeremys of the world or the guys who just had to do two or three takes and just, you know, cut that thing back up and get going. Right, For exactly. sure.
2: That's definitely really impressive. I mean, even with the Viagra and Cialis, it's still impressive because, like, Viagra Cialis—it's not going to give you like an instant boner. You still have to be somewhat horny. No, you provide and... that
1: part. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean that's—you <laughs> got that covered. Yeah, but
2: I mean, you know, you don't. Being a male performer is not an easy job. Like I, I like to think of myself as a fairly sexual person, and I'm pretty giving. No, there's nothing about <laughs> that <laughs> but, like, that we believe. That's not always the case. Like sometimes you're working with a woman who you're totally not attracted to. She does not want to be there. <laughs> you know, um, like, you're having a bad day, like, a, a lot of things can go wrong. And so even even with the Viagra, it's not an easy job.
1: Do you see the porn industry ever turning back around to the point where there's more scripts, there's more of a storyline, it goes back to that old school way of, you know, like, maybe everything's in a hospital, or maybe you know what I mean, it's an enchanted thing. Well, is there is there anything? I remember there was like a a $1 million porn back in the day or whatever it was. It was the most expensive porn ever. was Pirate. That's exactly the one. And it was like the most um, expensive production set and all this crazy stuff. Do you do you ever think it'll get to that level?
2: Well, I so I'm exclusive to a company called Wicked Pictures, and we actually shoot a lot of features because our product is, you know, um, it's a higher production value. It's higher budget. It's geared towards couples um, more than just like, you know, the guy on the Internet. Um so so we have scripts, we have plots, um, but I don't think there will ever be another million-dollar project just because, you know, with piracy and everything, like, the money's just not there anymore. Right. Well, I think okay. part of its takes it
0: The Internet makes so many things available. You know, it's different. We were growing up. I mean, porn, if you have the chance to see porn, it's cuz your buddy figured out something there's a scheduled date we were all going to meet now you can just go on the internet no, same, and it's 800 yeah. movies, you know and it's and almost it not that it cheapens it but like part of what i enjoyed about growing up are the stories that you had about your pursuit of seeing your first naked woman or seeing your first movie and mm-hmm. now it's it's so available i don't know it's just i was looking at my kids and feel bad like man you'll never know the joys of what it was <laughs> i mean That's honestly true. it's it's a real pursuit that you undertook, you know, because no matter who you are, biologically, it's something you want to experience. And it was a lot of fun That's to be so able to true. chase
2: it They're, like, robbed of that experience. Oh, yeah.
1: We used to sneak in the woods and stuff. Also, Kira, yeah. it's Dirty 30, a memoir. One, one more quick question. Do you ever do book signings?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. I just did a few in New York City. Um, I actually did one in the Barnes & Noble that I used to work at. So <laughs> That's That crazy. was really cool. <laughs> nice. I, would loved, uh-huh. I would love to
1: be a fly on the wall and just look at the people in line, because I'm sure it's just a who's who of everyone.
2: Is. Um There's a lot of women, which is really exciting to me. And then it, it's, I, I don't know, like, I mean, it, it's hard to get, like, a real kind of consensus because, of course, everyone claims they're not a porn viewer.
1: <laughs> right. But have you ever signed <laughs> so, um, it at, at 505 Films? Has anyone dropped a DVD in front of you and asked you to sign it and you forgot you did that?
2: Oh, that I forgot?
1: Well, you did 505 Films. I just thought at some point in time you're like, I don't remember that.
2: Never. <laughs>
1: okay, so no. you're, you remember everything you've been in.
2: I mean, if I, I, off the top of my head, probably no, but if you showed me a photo from okay. a shoot, I would absolutely remember it.
1: There he goes. There he
2: goes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Austin,
1: we're going to let you go. We really appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to us, and uh, anytime you're ever up in Seattle, we'd love to have you on the show. It's Dirty 30, a memoir. Well, thank Thanks you so much. much. All right, Austin, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Greatest Story Never Told with Miles and Thrill on Radio.com. Yes. A Double Flush production.